Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Previously on Chaotic Normal, the crew of Melora's Borealis sailed further in search of the Merfolk's home where they would find a priestess who they believed they could communicate with to remove the curse of the Kraken on me, Rubert Grace, and the crew then started to take notice and caught wind of the curse itself and started getting restless as they sailed. But rather than calm the crew down, the officers decided it would be better to push towards the merfolk and rid the curse sooner before it befalls them in the middle of the night. Doing so led to more rumors of mutiny about the ship and the officers feared for themselves specifically me Robert I was very scared but before a mutiny could enact itself the crew managed to find the pillars of the sunken human ruins beneath the waves where the merfolk now make shelter we now find the crew swimming underwater in search of this Kraken priestess but will they find more than they bargained for underneath the waves? Let us find out on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. prefer to swim to as you jump into the water hey before we go should we come up with some hand signals or something since we can't talk to each other i think we got any ideas i think with water breathing you can oh okay is there is there something we can do to scare away the the scary things before we get in there is there a big noise we can make or something well just be yourself so learn okay Didn't the merfolk that Jules was talking to, didn't she give us, like, instructions of go to the building where man builds beneath the water or something like that? She was saying this whole place was that. Oh, all of this was that? Yeah. I think the Temple of Melora is a good place to start, though. Yeah, uh, without knowing wet speak, I don't think you necessarily can speak underwater just by breathing underwater. It's not listed in the... uh, in the spell description. Um, oh. 
I thought it was right. for some reason. Yeah, I did too, but I'm looking at it right now. It's just breathe underwater, unless there's something saying you can speak whenever you can no, breathe. I don't think so. Nah. All right, so if if I put my turkey, if I put my hand underneath my, my neck like a turkey gobbler, that means I need a heal. Um, maybe if I do like an X with my arms, that means uh, no. That so, said, uh, I've found a sage advice in which they say no rule prohibits verbal components at all from working underwater and if you're talking you're not holding your breath so you can talk underwater it's just hello i'm underwater don't do that though because it sounds miserable to listen to Uh, (laughs) it was (laughs) yeah but imagine if all four of you were attempting it i kind of like that yes all four of us (laughs) oh my god there's five of you i'm used to what am i even used to do I have anything with four? All right. Uh, so it's four usually. Yeah, you're gazing down into the water. You have a windmill, a municipal building, a temple to Melora, and a uh, an ancient one inspired temple. I think we head to the temple of Melora. If anything, we'll have good a good blessing, and maybe let her know that hey, by the way, we're you know sailing on a ship with your name. Yeah, that's reasonable. Get the blessing before going further, hopefully. You, after, uh, so Celeste has already worked the druidic magic to give you the blessing of water breathing. Um, Do you take any special precautions before diving in, knowing that if you're wearing heavy armor, it's still pretty difficult to swim? I just want to clarify, the rule was if the armor grants you disadvantage, it's difficult to swim, right? Yeah, if it's disadvantage to stealth checks, it's uh, difficult to swim. Okay, so I'm cool in a chain shirt. I don't know what how it works with my. Do you put on the chain shirt that makes you able to breathe underwater while sinking? Was it a chain shirt, or was it a different type of armor? It was a chain. It was chain mail, I think. Maybe might have been scale mail. I think it was scale mail. No, I just wear my regular chain shirt. Um, so, uh, does anyone, so also, um, unless you have a swim speed underwater, you have disadvantage on, uh, attack rolls with, I think it's weapons that aren't, uh, explicitly piercing. Oh, I'm going to conjure, um, uh, my little, uh, cannon, my little crossbow. Oh, sorry. It's specifically, you have disadvantage on any melee weapon attack roll that is not from a dagger, javelin, short sword, spear, or trident. All ranged attacks automatically miss targets beyond the weapon's normal range, uh, even if uh, the target within normal range of the attack roll has disadvantage unless the weapon is a crossbow, net, or a weapon that is thrown like a javelin, including spear, trident, or dart. So to, with that in mind, uh, those of you who normally wield... Uh, swords and axes into combat do you bring um do you bring yeah, other weapons? i should break do we have other stuff on the on the boat i imagine yeah because you stole all those weapons from gel and prime water that were meant to arm the lizard folk uh yeah you actually have basically the full uh adventurer's gear loadout so if you want a spear it's so readily available we got a trident we're uh, oddly enough yeah he had a lot of tridents in that pile Sweet. okay how does um Casting fire spells underwater worked when I have elemental adept fire. So that's an interesting question. Do we all want to play with the uh, weird water interaction kind of homebrew? Or do we want to play with the way 
canonly written, which is it automatically works because magic. I, I mean, I'm fine with the homebrew. Nice, because that makes where thunder damage is just like auto critting because the way thunder moves, it's shoving things. So it's also shoving all of that water. Um, And it's basically like thunder is, I was reading something on Reddit about this. It basically is how uh, torpedoes already work is that sound damage. Um, Or it's also, sorry, no, it's like if sonar, if sonar pings you, and you're within like 600 feet and swimming near a submarine and sonar pings you, you'll die from it. Uh, Just from the amount of force it's sending through the water towards you Uh, or something like that. The viewers can uh, fact check me and tell me I'm wrong, but we're going to play with that because it's fun. So underwater spells work weird, uh, which means that fire is reduced in its ability. Um, but that doesn't mean because you have elemental adept, that means that there's no resistance is applied, but it's still disadvantage on the attacks. Okay. Uh, so just to clarify, my little bow sentry will work or should I just go protector cannon? I have no idea what the bow sentry does, so I don't know how to. Okay. I'll just go protector cannon. Okay. <laughs> bow sentry, bow sentry is force damage. Force damage works fine underwater. Okay. I'll do that instead. Cool. All right, uh, so you dive beneath the water, swimming downwards through the uh, warm, sun-soaked water, deep, deep down. Because there's no strong currents here, because you rode back into Warthal Keel rather than trying to swim from the entrance to the Channel of Drowned Honor, uh, you pull yourself down without needing an athletics check. You swim by countless moon jellyfish. If this were night, they would be glowing iridescently and terrifyingly. But you move your way down. A swarm of quippers moves beneath you, and yet you pull yourself further and further down into those kelp-infested ruins. You arrive, uh, or the crew of the Melora's Borealis arrives at the Temple of Melora, one of the four buildings standing standing amidst the ruin of countless others, drowned and wrapped, choked in kelp, and surrounded with this deep crevice into an infinite uh, nighttime, an infinite nightmare beneath the waves. But you move towards this temple of Melora, sort of a sanctuary, a hope, a freedom, hoping that you could at the least pay a bit of homage to your goddess. You move towards it and you realize that the temple, uh, it does have doors on two sides. There's actually, well, there is one, two, three, four doors into it. One main door and three side doors. Um, but as you look at it, you realize that it's also from the damage taken likely by the, uh, whole cliffside collapsing a hundred years ago. And then a hundred years of water damage. There are on the North and South side collapsed walls that would allow easy entrance. What is your preference? Would you like to try and use a door in or which will be difficult underwater or swim through one of the collapsed entrances? Collapsed entrance. North or south? Uh, which way are we coming from? Uh, ab- above it. So uh, both are equidistant. It's clear that the north side is the uh, like uh, traditional entrance, and the south side is sort of like the back of house for a church. Uh, let's do north side. 
You swim down beneath, having uh, agreed upon some hand signals so you could do basic communication, but you also are able to talk, although the sound doesn't carry more than 15, 30 feet beneath the waves. And as you move down, you swim close to an old spire of stone that juts from the ground, looking like a stone tentacle of an octopus. You move across it, the kelp seeming to cover every bit of this with muscles and growth. If you've ever looked at a dock in the Pacific Northwest or pretty much anywhere in cold water, I guess, you know what this looks like. Um, And as you move farther and farther down, you reach the uh, base of the Temple of Melora and swim inside this ruin. Now it's a wonder for all of you to breathe underwater. As you take a breath, your lungs, they don't hurt. They feel full of air and life. But you feel that strange feeling as your neck, the magic filters the oxygen from the water, allowing you to breathe. So deep beneath here, you are very aware that if a wizard were to find you and cast a spell magic, you would die. Um, so just keep that in mind Uh, the fact that it is Celeste magic binding you and protecting you here everyone except for Zelnern who can just hold it uh, you're aware of this I mean for an hour but yeah Uh, this first room you swim into uh, at the front of the temple of Melora is clearly a chamber of prayer a chipped statue of Melora sitting in a clamshell, looking resplendent and beautiful, uh, and and stroking a conch shell in her hands, uh, stands uh, in fr- or on the east wall of this room. The skeleton of a human lies at the foot of the statue. There is also a door leading south from this room. How old does the body look? And how is it? Oh, I guess it probably a lot since it's down here and not floating. Yeah, it seems ancient and ruined and you suspect if you were to disturb it, the bones would break apart. There's crabs scuttling across it, but paying it hardly any mind. They've already picked all the meat clean in ancient times. Hmm. Yeah, swim towards that, uh, the other door we see. You swim towards that door, and with a hard pull, because it's pressurized equally on either side, you are able to open this door. Uh, It is a struggle, and if you weren't able to breathe underwater, it would call for a con save to see if you can continue to hold your breath. But you pull the door open into what appears to be a reflection chamber. In this room, you you find the irony of seeing a glass a glass fish tank in here overgrown with kelp and full of tiny skeletons of starved fish on the east wall meanwhile a mosaic of melora's uh, of melora's conch uh the her holy symbol or like the clamshell holy symbol of melora is built into the ceiling you see the kelp uh or you see though that while it's full of fish, or you see yeah, that that aquarium is full of fish skeletons and the glass is still solid. Clearly, it was meant to once hold all of the treasures and beauties of Melora before this collapsed into the water. And Melora's grace must have guarded it for it didn't break and none of the fish escaped from this prison. 
there is a door on your uh on the west side that leads out of this room and or out of this temple and a door on the south side that escapes further but the room is crowded and overgrown with kelp and celeste with your incredibly keen perception you spot something large scuttling amidst the kelp roll initiative so um Celeste, your keen eyes notice as you're as you're floating in this chamber, and mind you, the chain the in this temple of Melora, the ceilings of this enclosed building are about ten foot high, with the no, with the doorways on either side are eight feet high and maybe five feet across. But you've just swam through a broken part of the wall. I say swam because you are still completely submerged in seawater. The structure around you is made of stone. Um, and there is no light save for what little light is filtering through the sea, uh, through that crack in the wall. But here looking forward, you see kelp. And as the sunlight streams in, it glints across the kelp. And you notice something stalking throughout the grass. That something comes scurrying forward, striving straight towards Phil, and suddenly snaps out against him. It's great... Uh, serrated claws closing down around the mercenary for uh what's it nine to hit you dodge by it underwater actually you don't have a swim speed yeah so you dodge by it underwater just barely Rubert, you see this crab in the water a giant hulking crab maybe five feet across the likes of which you haven't fought since you went to steal the treasure of captain goldeer what do you do uh, I'll try and swim up next to it and slash at it with my scimitar, not realizing how much slower I am underwater. Nice. You, with the ease of the uh, the currents here, it's easy to swim over there, but you swing your blade down towards it. It moves with disadvantage. Uh, damn. Uh, I crit, but on the other dice was a four, so that's going to be plus six, ten to hit. Your technique was perfect, but the weight of the water slows you. Your hand hardly glances, and you just scrape across the hard red shell of this hideous beast. Phil! No, I'm not done. Oh, do you have another action? Uh, I have extra attack. Okay. Uh, worse. That's going to be eight to hit. And then another cut. It's like on to Phil's turn before you even swing that cut. <laughs> uh, do you inspire anyone, or is it on to Phil? It's on to Phil. Phil, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to shoot it with a firebolt. You hold your hand up. Uh, the small turret next to you, is that what it is? Or where's the firebolt? Is it you casting firebolt? It's fire firearm, yeah. Okay, you aim that over. You have disadvantage because the thing is next to you. And because okay. you're using a fire spell. Uh, crit miss. The fire explodes, just kind of heating the water around you. It boils and burns. In fact, deal dice damage to yourself. Uh, as you boil the water about you I take 10 plus just dice just dice just okay. dice damage okay 10 damage then and then for my bonus action I'm going to use my force ballista 15 to hit uh, is that a ranged attack roll uh yeah it is although actually, but, sorry, uh, I, it's I don't, my sorry, little I, i'm not i'm not familiar with the artifice thing so is it an item you carry or is it a separate construct that's having to move as well it's a separate construct that has to move as well 
Okay, so it's still swimming its way down, or how? What's its move speed? Is it as fast? I as I imagined you? it was in my pocket, so I'm imagining I'm pulling it out of my pocket and then like tossing it out in the water. If it's tiny, you can carry it. Yeah. Why is it tiny? Why would they build this class to just have bonus attacks? Anyways, all right, keep going. Uh, yeah. So you pull out the small thing. It's going to have disadvantage then because it's also adjacent. Okay. Did I say to hit already? I forgot. Um, I got a twenty-four and a fifteen to hit. Uh, the fifteen is also or is a hit. So even with disadvantage, it shatters through the crab's shell. Thirteen damage, and I end my turn. Thirteen damage, you said? Yeah. The crab is obliterated. It floats back in the air. It's white meat spreading out into the room, and blue blood joining the air. The crab is destroyed. You look on in front of you, behind the crab amidst the kelp, and you see that stretch, or the, in this room, which on the uh, left side of you is this aquarium that's still sealed, uh, once a dedication to Melora and now a tomb for all of the precious things she has in the sea. In fact, even then, probably a tomb and a prison for all of her precious free creatures of the sea. Um, you see that's so on the left side of your room, the east side, there is this... Uh, still sealed aquarium full of fish skeletons to your right the uh the west side there's a door that leads out of the temple behind you is the door that you took to enter into this temple that leads to the prayer room with its uh, collapsed wall and directly across from you where the crab's broken body is floating in the water uh is another door that leads deeper into the temple I think we go deeper into the temple. You speak through bubbled and gurgling words that the rest of the crew manages to understand. You swim towards this door, and as you try to pull at it, you quickly find that it is stuck, requiring some strength to actually open it. I'll, like, indicate to Zelnern, like, pointing at him, and then point at the door, and then, like, do a door-opening, like, hand signal. Zelnern first just does the same symbol and then realizes what he actually meant by that. Uh, Zelnern, you swim towards the door and I need a strength athletics now because you don't have a swim speed. It is disadvantage underwater. Oh, I got it. Oh, disadvantage. Oh, I have to roll that again. So you crash against it. Nine. You break against the door and the door doesn't seem to want to budge it shuffles and you see that it's jammed up against something it gets open a few inches and you're able to look and see that it looks like there is an old ancient body garbed in plate mail wedged up against this door on the other side poke it can someone poke it will someone have it stuck can i try to like use a thorn whip to like grab at it the body yeah i'll let you make a wisdom nature check to see or wisdom arcana i guess to see how good you are at manipulating this wisdom nature will do dexterity nature dexterity arcana something that was a lot of things you just let's do a wisdom based nature check because your magic is wisdom based and okay. nature is your type of magic. Okay. And it's something I'm proficient in. So. 21. 
Uh, you do a thorn whip. It snaps out across the bones and yanks them. And suddenly this skeleton comes pulling into the room. It raises up in front of you, a halberd in one hand, a shield in the other, garbed in full plate. There's a moment where you think this thing's about to swing. And then its bones and plate drift back towards the ground and the water settling down. It seems it's clear to you that the person wearing this plate drowned. There is no damage whatsoever done to their plate mail. If any of you wants plate armor, here is a perfect chance to become equipped with plate armor. Yeah, if we could get it out of here. (laughs) I can't use it. No, thank you. You all look at the if the lunacy that is wearing plate in the ocean, uh, and the door is no longer jammed. Uh, wait, can we just open it now? You can. With a good shove, the door swings open, revealing six cracked stone benches that line a path leading up to a uh, stone altar of Mo- to Melora. Uh, it is decorated with clamshells and uh, conches, and, uh, and it's undoubted. You see there's clay pots in here that undoubtedly once held plants, and a few of them still hold drowned trees, like uh, basically now just driftwood lodged in earth. Um, and it's clear this room was probably once adorned with na- natural life, although now it is an undersea ruin lined and filled or actually sorry not lined with kelp this ruin seems uh this part like this uh this shrine to melora seems strangely without any sort of kelp having touched it at all Hmm. in the shrine itself does sit on a two foot high dais at the south end of the room and as you kind of look up, swim into this larger room, you realize there are four human skeletons lying in the room. Um, and looking at doors on the walls, there is one door on the uh, west side that clearly leaves, leads out of the temple. And then there are two doors on the east side that look like they lead into the same room. Hmm. Uh... I guess, yeah, Rubir will just kind of do a cursory glance around the room, see if there's anything on these skeletons. Uh, uh, any other... Was that skeleton with a hard G? Yes, of course. Huh. Skeletons. Uh, looking at them, you find it doesn't seem like there's anything of significant value. These were commoners or priests or nobles. It's hard to tell because their clothes are so fetid and ruined now from... Or like weathered and ruined from water in ancient age. Uh, they are people who clearly chose to pray to Melora as the Kraken broke them. If we were proficient in religion, would we be able to understand the layout of the building to know where to go to get a blessing? Yeah, you could attempt a religion check. Fifteen. Uh, you're aware that temples to Melora are pretty rare. Uh, she is the goddess. She is the wild goddess of nature and passion. Um, so anyone attempting to build a stone structure to uh, like fix and hold her worship, it usually fails because her worshippers don't usually find their uh, place of prayer at such pl- at such spaces. 
Um, however, in the rare case, because you got 15, that was what you would have gotten with 10. With a 15, you're aware that when they do happen, like for example, Port Providence does have one, uh, you've hit most of the key rooms that you'd find in one, the Chamber of Prayer, the Reflection Chamber, um, and the uh, Shrine to Melora. Uh, what you've missed is a priest's office, a priest's room, and... Uh, just looking at the map and they did not put one of these on the map uh what you're missing is a uh a priest's uh office slash room uh as well as the shrine to uh all right sorry so as well as the menagerie uh shrine where usually uh important creatures and beasts and uh kept and raised in devotion to melora are housed so you've not found the uh priest's office slash room and then the shrine to... Or, sorry, the Menagerie Shrine. Uh, Rubir will keep swimming towards, the, like, one of the doors that seems to look to lead to the same direction. Uh, so you swim towards one of those doors, and uh, you find, to your uh, dismay, these doors are locked. Not just stuck, but locked. I'll indicate to Phil the, like, door-opening symbol, but then, like lock picking like with my hands like like twisting and like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't understand and I give him a hug underwater <laughs> thank you but uh key open oh okay <laughs> I do that thing what do I roll boss it's a thieves tools check. Be of disadvantage because you're underwater. Oh, come on. Someone guide him. Yeah. I'll I'll, cause... um... oh. oh, go ahead. Go for it, Jules. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> you got the last one. I'll get this one. Yeah. I uh, kind of brace myself against the wall, and he feels his muscles get a little more steady and less rocky in the microcurrents. I got a 10. You oh, yeah. fail to pick the lock. That'll indicate to Zelnern, like fist smashing. Can I try Zelnern to... tries to smash it. Can I try Roll to, to like uh, use shape water to like freeze a little block of water to give him like a foothold he could push off of, kind of? Uh, I'd let you lend advantage with that. Sweet. Some good dice uh, noise. 16. Did you have guidance from anyone? I don't think I did. Yes. Did anyone you, give I guidance? I did. Plus a d4. <laughs> 19. Did anyone bardic inspire him? <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I was just checking because I thought I'd heard that. Yeah, I like 20. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. I left, a, like, I left one of my daggers in the door hinge. Uh, <laughs> I felt very empowered for that attack. Did you say 20? I said 20, exactly. Wow! Uh, thank God you guys Bardic inspired him and <laughs> guidanced him and lent advantage, <laughs> which you did without prompting. Uh, the door breaks off its hinge thanks to your collective effort. Uh, and swings wildly open. 
Uh, as the door swings wildly open, you see the skeletal remains of several beasts litter the floor. They are trapped in, uh, or they are trapped in small cages, and all of them clearly drowned. And then eventually, their bones sort of drifted out of their cages. Um, you see, that there is an altar to Melora in here, although it seems to have done nothing to save these beasts. Uh, a one skeleton garbed in plate armor here and enamored with a, uh, or sorry, garbed in armor that's, it appears to have the durability of plate, uh, and the weight of plate, but it is made of tortoise shell, not tortoise shell, tortoise shell, uh, it's like the body of him slumps against the shrine, clearly a paladin who once served Melora, um, sitting across his hand or like in his lap is a elegant looking mace uh whose hand or sorry axe whose handle is made of ancient driftwood and its blade is uh, an opalescent abalone shell that's been curved like carved into a thin plane and it is it sparkles like an oil reflection and is absolutely beautiful clearly a holy magic weapon should take that he attacks with forceful things I'll I'll try that out add it to my repertoire I have no idea how to uh, hand sign this underwater but I want to try to identify it Uh, I, I point at it and I give a big shrug, and then I wave my hands like kind of mysteriously at it, as if I'm casting some kind of magic. Uh, so it's Zelner. As you get close, it's clear Jules wants to work some magic before you uh, take up this item and use it. Uh, do you defer to him, or do you, or to, to them, or do you grab it yourself for yourself? Yeah, I defer to them. That makes sense. We shouldn't be too hasty with you know picking up anything. And so, Jules, to identify an object, you do you do have to touch it. It would be a ritual, too, uh, which would take a minute. Um, or 11 minutes, to be exact. And uh, water breathing only lasts one hour, right? Or is it eight hours? Okay. So 24, 24 hours. hours. You're good. Yeah. In that case... Oh, 24 hours? I would have to touch it? It's really you just have the Kraken okay. we're worried about right now. Because I could just um, remove Curse in case there is one... Uh, can you cast that if something isn't cursed and it'll just do nothing, or does it have to be cursed? Oh, all curses, curses affecting. Uh, yeah, cur- remove curse does not remove curses from items. It breaks curses if the person is cursed by an item. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, in that case, I will be willing to touch it to identify it. Uh, so, Zilnern, you defer taking it slowly, inspiration for taking it slow, as Jules touches it. Jules, you touch the Berserker's axe, and as you do, immediately your mind is filled with images of, sna- of gnashing teeth, of the bestial rage of a shark who's sniffed blood. Make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw uh, against th- uh, this, or go berserk. Well, that's a nine. What, uh, my, would I be able to use wheel on this one to give him an additional save? Does it do that to saves? 
Yeah, but a D, even on a maximum of six, wouldn't That's true. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, he needed to get a DC 15, so a maximum of six, if he got nine, would put him up to 15. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's so you could works. attempt to. You see for a moment, uh, uh, Jules is filled with insensitive rage. It's a good word, insensitive. Is that even a word? I don't know, but I like it. Um, is it a roll I make? Yeah, I make a D6. D6 roll. Okay. To cast I should or you should? I'll do it. Okay. What could go wrong? I got a one. Never mind. You should do it. <laughs> uh, Jules, you are filled with an insensitive rage. And insensitive for viewers at home means a uh, lacking sympathy or compassion, unfeeling for contact, or for using a sentence, insensitive rage. Uh, <laughs> You are filled with that as if a shark who just smelled blood. You wheel on your team. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and say it's Celeste. It's your turn. More like I woe on my team. It's clear that Jules is about to chop you with this axe. What do you do? Is it He's like only a, t- five feet in front of you. Is You're it like a magic rage. type thing that I can... Like, can I tell it's magic or is it just pure rage? Uh, you could use your action to make an arcana check to determine if what the source of his pure rage is. I'm going to do that. I got a 16. Uh, you look at it and you realize that this this axe he's wielding is clearly channeling an a- or a curse through him. And by touching it and failing his save, he has become overcome with the magic coursing through it. If you separate him from the axe, uh, he might the, the curse might end. So if you disarm him. Okay, well, that was my action, so I'm going to try to swim away so he doesn't hit me. And You swim away and gargle that out to everyone. Everyone yeah. else, you realize this axe is a curse that Jules has just grabbed. Jules, you are next in the initiative order. Uh, so you are wielding sure. a war axe. Uh, everyone except for uh, Celeste is within swimming distance of you, and you feel overcome with the desire to chop them apart and eat their blood eat their blood what do you uh, do find the nearest uh blood bag and try to get some of that blood out which one to use the nearest blood bag go I'm on volunteer blood. um it'd be hard to get to i'm more of a rock than a bag phil and rubert which one to use the nearest blood bag Rubert's Come next me. to him <laughs> oh. uh you, you turn from the turtle seeing rubert and phil which one do you pick jules because they're both being like rrr, rrr, rrr. Oh, I'm going to roll for it. Sorry, flip a coin, I guess, is the right term for that. He takes too long. I attack him. I got Phil. All right. You swim towards Phil. Make an attack roll with him. This is a strength-based weapon attack. I don't think warlocks are proficient in war axes, so just your strength mod. Strength mod, so I got an 11 plus minus 1 is a 10. And then it's plus one for the weapon's own enchantment to 11. Phil, does that hit? It's a miss. He swings in the air, uh, but does not successfully hit you. Zelnern, what do you do? Jules has just taken this item and started swinging at it uh, with it at your friends. I'm going to try to restrain him so someone else can grab it out of his hand. All right, make an attack Make an attack roll underwater. And also, Jules should have had disadvantage, but you missed anyways. Make an attack roll underwater. Does this have it disadvantage? I'm going to say no, because you're just grabbing a thing. Who also doesn't have a swim speed, so both of you are floundering in the water. Nice. Um, I rolled a 19. What do I add? 
just um, uh, it's a strength athletics rather oh, and okay. jules you need to contest so this with the deck de jules see if you can get a dex acrobatics or strength athletics your choice that's higher than that okay. jules you don't mean to do this fight up <laughs> my thing is covering up the uh okay acrobatics i try to wiggle away all right mm -hmm. uh 15 all right you try 15. to but you can't uh zelnern has you pinned and grappled and as you all hear zelnern you realize his voice is equally clear underwater as it his lipless voice is equally clear <laughs> underwater as it is above water in fact uh, while above water he's incoherent here he's the most coherent of the bunch Everyone, uh, he has, gather around <laughs> he has a mouth made for wet speak <laughs> Wow, uh, Zelnern's really sexy underwater. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Uh, so Zelnern, you've grabbed, uh, you've grabbed Jules. You tighten him up and uh, or you tighten them up and restrain them. Rubert, what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna try and pry the axe from his hand. All right. Uh, so to try and get that out of his hands, give me a strength athletics, or you could attempt to attack to disarm, which would be with disadvantage. Uh, I'll attack and try and disarm him. Alright, so make an attack roll disadvantage. Jesus. That's going to be 10 to hit. 10 to hit. Alright, uh, Jules, you need to make a strength athletics or dexterity acrobatics to keep your hold on your weapon. Whichever's higher. I try to wriggle out. 16. So you smack his hand, but it doesn't manage to disarm the blade from him. Rubert, do you have a second attack you try that with? Yeah, I'll try that again. Uh, that one's going to be 16. Same thing, Jules. This time I only get a nine. You take the hand or the weapon out of his hand, and Jules, you suddenly feel clarity come back to you as the weapon hits the ground, floating there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a moment where you like shake Jules to make sure they're uh, fine, and you all kind of realize, okay, Jules is back to normal, and the uh, this abalone shell blade with a uh, driftwood handle. Uh, axe that you clearly realize is a berserker axe is now drifting on the ground uh jules you got a brief enough glimpse with your identify that you realize this thing uh grants its wielder a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls and it is a magic weapon uh however or an, and a person wielding it like uh, that attunes to it which just requires quote embracing or withstanding the shark that's what it is uh so if you fail or if you succeed on that wisdom save you attune to it your hit point maximum increases by one for each level you have attained wow so if you're six level you get plus six hp for wielding this weapon and it's plus one to attacks and damage rolls however what you encountered is it is cursed with the shark or with the berserker uh axe curse in this case a shark's rage uh, the axe is cursed, and becoming attuned to it extends the curse to you. As long as you remained cursed, you are unwilling to part with the axe, keeping it within reach at all times. You also have disadvantage on attack rolls with weapons that are not the axe, unless no foe is within 60 feet of you that you can see or hear. Whenever a hostile creature damages you while the axe is in your possession, you must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or go berserk. 
While berserk, you must use your action each round to attack the creature nearest to you with the axe. If you can make extra attacks as part of the attack action, you use those extra attacks, moving to attack the nearest creature after you fail your current target. If you have multiple possible targets, you attack one at random. You are berserk until you start your turn with no creatures within 60 feet of you that you can see or hear. So, plus one weapon with a hit point kicker that makes it where you risk going uh, berserker murder rampage every time you get hit. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with the radiant infusion on on there. Um, Do we think we can remove a curse and it would still be good? And is there a way we can store this successfully where someone isn't holding it? I guess whoever's attuned is not going to be willing to part too far from it. So, um, I don't know how to remove a curse from an item, but maybe uh, it one. usually requires some sort of story quest, and uh, it's possible that Yalaga, the uh, Kraken priestess, might know how to remove this effect. Uh, although it seemed that the curse such as it is here was also the source of the magic so you wonder if basically Melora's blessing on this act was to give them the fervor and ferocity of a shark did the what is it the unleaven is that their name the Um, yes the Burati. did they comment on whether they would be willing to accept cursed items they do take cursed items just not worth my that's because it was a hag curse torture device. Not a. It had it had no positive side attached <laughs> to it. It was just the uh, curse. If we like wrapped it in cloth, could we carry it with us? Because you're not then like touching the item itself. Yeah, you find some wet cloth in the room, the cape of the paladin, and then you wrap it in the wet cloth of the, the paladin's cape. And you tuck that under your arm. Because I assume no one brought their bag down here. No one's trying to swim with a heavy adventurer's bag and also ruining all their gear with salt water. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, found the, uh, you know, as you feel the salt water chafe underneath your armor, because I assumed you were all, you all said you were still wearing your normal leathers and stuff. Uh, as you feel that salt water uncomfortably chafe and you're going to itch forever, um, you tuck the. Uh, uh, Berserker's axe under one of your arms. Who is carrying that? Uh, maybe I'll... I should carry okay. it just so that That's if funny. it does happen again, <laughs> it's not somebody super strong. That's a it. good idea. <laughs> I kind of want to be berserking and raging though. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. We could. Just and you just lock him in a room <laughs> until he's done. <laughs> just let him wear himself out. <laughs> Uh, then yeah, I think is this the end of the hall? So it does seem that this chamber and or sorry, this chamber seems to end here, save for one door leading out of it. Uh, yeah, let's. I mean, go to that last door. As Robert kind of like is just rather than swimming, kind of like pulling himself along the wall because I feel like that would be faster. You open that last door. Uh, to the sight of broken wood furniture lying on the cracked floor. A two-foot diameter hole in the ceiling allows light from outside to enter and provide entry and exit to the swarm of quippers that lives here. Speaking of swarm of quippers, as soon as you open the door, these uh, ferocious piranha-like saltwater uh, fish see you and begin to move towards you. 
Um, we're going to keep that same initiative from earlier, but I'm going to roll Equippers into it at a 18. Um, Phil, uh, you see, uh, as Rubert opens the door, a swarm of carnivorous fish come coursing towards him. What do you do? I shoot him with my arcane firearm. You shoot Rubert with an arcane firearm? No, I shoot my, I shoot these fish, baby. All right, you shoot two, into the swarm two 20s of Two 20s to hit. Uh, so despite the disadvantage underwater, the uh, arcane fire burns into them. Make your damage rolls. 15. 15. Uh, the fish burn, and that actually bloodies them, reducing the, uh, the swarm to below half uh, health, meaning they're weaker, but still the swarm is committed. Do you use your bonus action? Yep, Force Ballista, 13 to hit. Uh, that just barely hits the Swarm of Quippers. For 11 damage. The Swarm of Quippers is nearly destroyed. The last few of the fish... The last few of the fish swim forward, snapping out with their teeth at, uh, at Rubert. Rubert is... Six to hit a hit. No. No. Uh, the quippers snap and bite at you, but there's so few of them left, it means hardly anything. Celeste, there's like two fish left. What do you do? I'll cast Thorn Whip at them. Like Are in- you? Yeah. So you have like a thing of bull whip, bull kelp, whip, a bull whip kelp, whatever yeah, that's like called. Yeah, like coming bowl. out of the ground whips them for 26. That's a hit. For... Nine damage. And the last of the two quippers die. The room behind you, uh, or the room behind the quippers, you see yeah, broken wood, broken wood furniture, as I described, is scattered across the cracked floor. There is a uh, two-foot diameter hole in the ceiling allowing light from outside to enter. Um, and, a char- or, and as you kind of search through debris here, you do find a golden shell-shaped holy symbol of Melora worth 15 gold pieces. I take that. It's you also be displayed on our ship. Nice. You also see that this is clearly the priest's office and room. Broken wood furniture and rust on a rusty mattress with its or rusty mattress springs, the mattress itself long since gone uh, are on display here. Um, and as you, uh, kind of search about the room, everyone make a, uh, investigation check. Uh, 13. 8. 9. Crit. 5. No, 8. Uh, Celeste, your investigation skills are the best because you flip a card and it basically reveals to you to look in a particular corner and you realize there is a secret compartment in the wall, pushing on the uh, or like pulling at a piece like a stone panel. There, it slides to the side, and behind you see that there is a uh, there's you know it's already long since waterlogged, so whatever notes were in here are gone. But there is a rusted iron symbol shaped like a kraken. Is there a way to tell what that means based on what we've been researching? Make a religion check. I got a crit again! 
Um, you realize looking at this, so it looks kind of like a weird, sharp octopus's head with uh, surrounded by tentacles. And as you look at it, um, you're aware that this is a symbolar symbolar. Uh, this is clearly a holy symbol of Valistroth, the uh, kraken, also known as Valstuge, uh, that this town turned from. As you look at this rusty iron holy symbol, it's pretty clear to you that this priest, uh, that it's pretty clear to you that this priest, uh, while he turned to worship of Melora, still, at least privately or secretly, kept worship of the Kraken Valstuge. Does that mean he could help us? Uh, he's, he's, he's dead. Oh. <laughs> You're rifling through his old dead things. So, uh, you have found the uh, old dead... Or, so it's clear to you that the, uh, the priest of Melora, supposedly, uh, never clearly fully transitioned to Melora, yet Val- Valistroth, Valstuge, the Kraken, still punished this town. Um, however, it doesn't seem there is anything else in this temple. Uh, this revelation that uh, the priest had uh, kept themselves to... Uh, this revelation that the priest had kept themselves as actually secretly still a worshipper of the Kraken suggested this temple was never properly consecrated. Uh, meaning if you're seeking any sort of blessing from Melora, this might not be a valuable place to find it. Or perhaps your hope is to re-consecrate it in her name. Does Celeste show that Kraken symbol to anyone? Yeah. I show it to people and I kind of point at it, but because we're underwater, I'm not really good at communicating it. And then I try to like show that we need to like go mm-hmm. because none of us are like priestesses of Melora. Yeah. I, or I a cat. Consecrating this bird. Not consecrating it. Uh, the other one. Hollowing? Am I familiar if, if there's a way that we could do that. Uh, the uh, was it the consecrate, desecrate spell, whatever that's called, hallow spell. Okay. Got it. So, which is a uh, fifth level evocation spell belonging to clerics. Did not have that one. Yeah, I think we, I think we get out of here. Do you leave the kraken symbol behind? Am I aware, based on my role, if it would be cursed if I grabbed it? Uh, it might be. You don't know. Without detect magic to see if there's any magic lingering on it or uh, identify to oh, actually to physically magic. touch it. Would you like to cast that as a spell or as yeah. a ritual? As a ritual. Are people cool with hanging out for a few minutes while I ambiguously perform a ritual underwater? Sure. Yeah, no um, we got time on our side. Like rituals notice. are Zeldurin's favorite kind of spell, so yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I wish they would all be rituals. Uh, you spend ten minutes here underwater casting incantation. When you can finally detect magic, there is no magic lingering on this holy symbol. Oh yeah, then I grab the holy symbol. Alright, you take the rusty thing and it, like part of it chuffs off and your chafes off in your hands, like flakes of rust fall off into the water. Um, you add that, like, kind of stick that in your waistband because it's small enough. 
Um, but it doesn't seem like there is anything else of significance in this temple to Melora. You could try praying at the shrine to Melora or at the chamber of prayer. Uh, but otherwise, there doesn't seem to be anything of significance here. I think it might be worth at least like doing a quick prayer at the shrine. Rubert will do that. Actually, you know what? No, yeah. Rubert doesn't do that. I'll do that. I have, I'm religious. I'm superstitious. I would follow Celeste's role for oh, thing. Read the room. It seems like the appropriate thing to do. <laughs> yeah, Zelnern's uh, down for that. Uh, so do you do the uh, the chamber of prayer where you saw the statue of Melora in her clamshell, or do you do the shrine to Melora that was more like the uh, place where uh, like ceremonies were held? Why not both? Yeah, are we able to tell the difference? Uh, Private personal prayer is usually done in the chamber of prayer while ceremonies are usually held in the shrine of uh, Melora. Would we be cursed if we did the ceremony wrong? Like, like is Melora upset or does she like bless you for trying? Oh, bless you for trying. Uh... (laughs) Like you probably it, know it, what it is because we all like worship Melora, but just so in case. It's most likely a prayer goes completely unanswered. It is possible a prayer goes answered, but it is also possible that a prayer goes poorly. And the better you are at religion, the least, the more likely it is to go well. The worse you are at religion, the more likely it is to go poorly. It's going to be a, uh, it's a uh, charisma religion check. Sorry, a uh, intelligence religion check. Okay, so like a regular religion check? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, if we want to all do it together as a ceremony, that's cool. I'm down. I'm down to also do it. If we all want to do it privately, that's cool too. What are you guys going to pray for? What are you going to pray for? Um, ending this Kraken curse. That's my number one thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> For Melora's guidance and to let the sea guide us where we should go. I'm praying that Melora grants us the blessing of getting to eat a lot of kraken meat. Oh, I don't. That's got to be tainted meat. I don't. Please don't harvest any of that and bring it on board. It also that's... means the kraken is like for sure gonna show up. But it yeah. also means we're gonna kill it, most likely. Hopefully. I mean, you can cut off a tentacle and eat that. Like, I mean, you don't. I mean, yes, of course, you don't want to waste the whole any of the kraken. You use the whole every part of the kraken. Kraken but, calamari. But uh, we don't want any of that meat on board. Jules is gonna pray for freedom from the curse of their patron, and uh, yeah deliverance from the evils of the Shattered Isles. Alright. Wait, what does Phil pray for? Phil's like, oh, you know, uh, I can't hear you underwater, but um, (laughs) Phil prays that Jules' crew respects him and that Zelnern grows a beard and that Celeste's cards read true and that the captain of the the Malors Borealis is strong and well. Oh, mm. I was weirdly not specifically naming of a 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. But uh, if Celeste cards read true, the healer card will lead us to hopefully people not dying. That would be pretty rad. Fingers crossed. Are we all making the religion check or one of us? Uh, anyone praying has to make the religion check. Okay. Are we able to cast uh, guidance on each other while or like cast blessing or something while we are praying? I'm going to use my inspiration on this one too because it seems like a big deal down here. I'd say you could guide, yes. Okay. I'll uh, guide um, you who yeah, I have minus guide... one, so that's why I'm uh, <laughs> using that. I'll guide Rubear by uh, I'll kind of take a watery breath for a minute and then my head kind of clears and it kind of clears your head and lets you focus more on your That's dope. Do it for the guy that doesn't want to pray. I respect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Rubear's kind of going through the motions. But oh, but he fucking crit <laughs> again <laughs> got an 11 classic my advantage yeah 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 you know get rid of the kraken i know we would bear your name but and i respect you all melora but i've never been a religious man yeah do your thing respecting all that big ups to melora big ups yeah that works uh my what is the fill. All right, what is the... Uh, sorry, who got at least a DC 15? I did. I did. I did. Rubier oh, Crit. Oh, nice, okay. Got a 23. Uh, those of you who pass, uh, or which is DC 15, uh, you gain uh, Melora's uh, Blessing of Shifting Waters. Um Though you, you suddenly feel yourself suddenly aware of the way the water churns about you, and you're sure if you're above water, ground, it'd be the way the winds and sails push about you. Uh, if at any point you can use this once, uh, you may, as a free action, um, if you are surrounded by two or more enemies, uh, you can for free move 10 feet away from them. Use that once. So that's Melora. It's basically, uh, yeah, without a without provoking opportunity attacks or anything, just free movement away from them. Uh, it can pull you out up and over as the winds push you, or beneath the water as the waters shift you away. As Melora has granted you her boon of escape. Dope. Each wow. use, anyone who passed it can use it once. Uh, those that failed, did you get five or less? No, I got 11. All right. Uh, no, no sort of prayer or blessing comes to you, Zelnern. Sorry, Zelnern. If you had gotten five or less, it would have been to give you all the Kraken meat you wanted. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. In the form of live, ready-to-eat Kraken. <laughs> um. Cool. So you have explored the Temple of Melora in Warthal Keel, one of four buildings. There still remains a few scattered ruins, a windmill that still turns in the water, a municipal building that seems decorated in the style of, uh, or like done as like with some hints towards Ancient One like design, and then another temple uh, that's done in Ancient One fashion. Clearly an older temple than this Temple of Melora. You have not found any sign of Yelaga, 
the uh, Kraken Priest, um, but there is still that lurking deep chasm all about you. What's your preference of next location to go to? The municipal building, the windmill, or the uh, ancient temple? I think we I think we head towards the ancient temple. Time time is not on our side. It's your friend Ryan who plays your favorite bard, Rubier Grace Hand, on Chaotic Normal, The Shattered Isles. Hope everyone's having a jolly good time out there. Uh, be sure to rate and review on iTunes, share with your friends, family, uh, neighbors, uh, the, the, the your baker that you visit every day to pick up your daily bread. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, did I already say that? Uh, you can never thank you can never thank anyone too much. But any send any questions, comments, concerns, or you know what your favorite coupons, any couponing tips, send those to chaoticnormalpod at gmail dot com, and I'll just read over all of those. Uh, big thanks to Julius H and. Gil Hermi Bernandez from Pixabay for the additional music. Been trying some stuff out. Hopefully it's not too much, but I really enjoy those tunes, so give those guys a look on pixabay.com. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to y'all next week for the further adventures of Malora's Borealis. So until next week. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.